praying right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for free course in this place like never before. I thank you for the blind seeing, the lame walking, the deaf hearing, incurable sicknesses and diseases being healed. In Jesus' name, Thomas and growth disappearing right now in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for the miraculous in this place on today, God. That that has come to attack us, God, will not, shall not attack us anymore in Jesus' name. Everything that's not of you in this place, I command it to bow down. In the name of Jesus, you have no right here. Leave in Jesus' name. God, we thank you for your power, God. We thank you for that resurrection power, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. I thank you that is here in this place right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you and we praise you for it on today in Jesus' name. God, I command it in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, that we're walking in our authority, God, that we are uplifting the name of Jesus, that we're not backing down, God, because of circumstances, God, because of people, God. We're standing strong in you, God. We're strong in you and in the power of your might on today, God, because it's not by might nor by power, but it is by your spirit on today in Jesus name and I come against that foul spirit of fear I command it to go in Jesus name for you have not given us the spirit of fear but of power and love and of a sound mind on today father I thank you that as I open my mouth to teach your people you have already filled it in Jesus name thank you that the word of God is coming like a two-edged sword it's coming like a hammer breaking the rocks into pieces it's coming like a fire devouring everything going on around us and I say peace be still in Jesus name and I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. 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 I have been teaching on revealing the Father last Sunday. And I'm telling you something. When we can make the Father known, everything that we need or anyone else need is right here. So we want to make sure that we reveal him well. Open your Bibles to Mark. I'm going to go in a little different direction because the Lord is taking me somewhere else. Open it to Mark, the fifth chapter. And I'm going to read verse 21 through 24. And I believe all of us are familiar with this passage of scripture. But I believe if we open our hearts today, whatever is going on with you, whatever you're going through, you don't have to go through no more. Amen. So let's look at Mark, the fifth chapter, verse 21 through 24. And I'm reading out the Passion Translation. Mark, the fifth chapter, 21 through 24. And the word of God reads. After Jesus returned from across the lake, a huge crowd of people quickly gathered around him on the shoreline. Just then a man saw that it was Jesus. So he pushed through the crowd and threw himself down at his feet. His name was Jairus, a Jewish official who was, who was in charge of the synagogue. 
He pleaded with Jesus saying over and over, please come with me. My little daughter's at the point of death and she's only 12 years old. Come and lay your hands on her and heal her and she will live. Immediately, Jesus went with him and the huge crowd followed, pressing in on him from all sides. I want to talk about this morning, pushing forward, pushing forward. I was, when I was in my word and I was going back through revealing the father, I heard God say, pushing forward, push forward. And I said, okay, God, I want to go back to revealing the father because it's so good to reveal you and to make you known but I kept hearing push forward pushing forward so I said God is something you want to do with this I don't know what you want to do but I want to be obedient to what you want to do in the midst of us on tomorrow so I just sat there and I just waited on him I said okay God you're talking about the push forward and God said when you push you move forward but you move forward with force Just like a door, some doors, when we get to a door, they're hard to open. So we have to push. We have to push with force. He said, I want my people to learn to push in the midst of their circumstances. No matter how hard it gets, he said, I want you to push. And the reason why you're pushing is because you know I'm your father. I said, God, you're a mess. I said, you bring it all together. He said, I don't want them to stop pushing because of what's in front of them. He said, I don't want them to stop pushing because of what was behind them. He said, I want them to keep pushing forward. I want them to move forward with force. So when something is in your way, you push it out of the way so you can move forward. And God said, it's a lot of things in our lives that's in our way. And we got to push them away from us so the king of glory can come through he said i have given you the power to push i have given you the might i have given you the dominion i have given you rule to rule as kings and as priests on this earth he said so it's up to you i have done everything i have put the power in you now let the power come out of you and that's where the push come from He said, get your minds off of you and put your focus on me. When you focus on me, you can have everything you need through me. He said, you got to realize it's not about you. It's all about me. It's all about what I've done in my son. He said, when Jesus was um, thinking of the father, he always say, I only do what my father does. I see what he does and I do what he does. So first we got to recognize him again as our father. You got to make it personal and say, God is my father. And y'all know a father is not going to deny his children. No matter how bad children mess up, the father don't deny them. He don't disown them. He said, that's my child. They may be doing something they don't supposed to, but they still belong to me. That's how we have to see our father. He loves us so much. No matter what we done, he laid down his life for us because because he loves us unconditionally and being that we know his love we can push forward we can make it 
But the only way we can do it is in him and through him. We can't do this on our own. So Jesus knew him as my father. He said his works never stop. As the father worked, I work too. Why? Because it don't matter what's going on around us. The father want to do a work. No matter what's going on in your body. No matter what's going on on your job. No matter what's going on with your finances. God is still at work. It may not look like it it may look like it's getting worse before it get better but when you know him as your father you know the outcome is gonna be good because whatever the enemy mean for your harm the bible say god will turn it around and he will make it for your good so don't look at your circumstance like i don't know how i'm gonna make it god say you make it through him so when we look at Jesus here when I was looking at verse 21 it said that after Jesus returned from across the lake a huge crowd of people quickly gathered around him to the shoreline why was that huge crowd of people gathering around Jesus because Jesus which is the word had something that they needed y'all the word has everything that we need that's why we should enjoy coming in fellowship and one with another because we know that no matter who bring the word it's gonna have what we need from beginning to end if you didn't get it in the beginning if you didn't get it in the middle god got something for you at the end but we got to learn to wait on him We got to learn to trust him. We got to learn to say, God, no matter how bad it look or how bad it may appear to be, God, I'm going to trust you because I know what you said. So those people were gathering around Jesus, the word, because they knew he has something for me. It was a huge crowd. Now, I want you to see up here on this pulpit, I want you to see a huge crowd. And I want you to see Jesus in the middle of the huge crowd. I mean, it was thousands of people, me around Jesus, one man. But they were around him because they knew I can get what I need for him. So I want you to keep your focus on Jesus right up here in the middle. In the middle, I want you to see him, but I want you to see so many people around him. Sometimes we can be far from him because of what's around us. So it said it was a huge crowd, but then it said, just then a man saw that it was Jesus. How are you going to see that it's Jesus when it's so much around you? Have you ever really thought about the cares of this world and knock you down? That you can't see him, you can't hear him, feel like you can't feel the peace that you had before because it's so much around you. But there was a man that no matter how huge the crowd was, he saw Jesus. It said he saw it was Jesus. So you got to know in the midst of your circumstances that Jesus can take care of everything that you need. This man saw him and guess what he had to do? Here go the pushing, the push. The Bible says, so he pushed through the crowd. Don't think you're not going to push to get to this word. Don't think that circumstances are not going to be in your way to keep you from getting to what you need. Because the word is your lifeline. The word is what gives you life. That's why the Bible say, quicken me 
according to your word. Make me alive according to your word. Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So we have to get to the word of God, allow the word to get into us so we can have that life that God has already given us. So this man saw Jesus and he pushed his way through the crowd. Guess what? He was pushing forcefully. It was a lot of people. Come on. Let's say this man is back there at the door. The crowd is from the door all the way surrounding the pulpit. Jesus is right here. So he's seeing Jesus in the midst. So he had to push his way. He had to force his way through the crowd to get what he needed. Guess what? It was there. The word is nigh us. Even in our mouth and in our heart, the word of faith, which we preach, which we proclaim, but we got to get to it. We got to quit looking at what's around us. We got to look to him who's the author and finisher of our faith. We don't deny what's around us. We don't deny a doctor's report. We don't deny what the lawyer is saying. We don't deny what our finances look like, but there's one greater Then everything that's going on around us, that's the part of us that we want to get to. We looking at, yes, this is what they said, but this is what God has already said. So I'm going to push my way through. I'm going to push because God has given me hope against hope. You got to understand Abraham was a man that had to push his way. God had given Abraham a promise and seemed like that promise was afar off. But against hope, Abraham believed in hope that he was whom God said he was. He had to see it from afar off. You have to see what God is saying in spite of what surrounds you. Every day there's different things going on around us. From one day to the next, you're hearing about somebody getting killed from another day. You're hearing about a family member that has passed. You're hearing something about your children. You're hearing something about your finances, your business. From every day, there's something going on that want to bring us down so we can stay down instead of rising up in him. But when we get to know him as our father, we push our way through these things and say, God, though these things are happening, Though it feel like the world is crumbling, God, I'm trusting in you today with all my heart, leaning not to my understanding, but I'm going to acknowledge you in all my ways. And I'm looking forward to you directing my paths because you're my father. You love me so much. You already know the outcome, God. So I need to hear you. So this man pushed his way through the crowd. So God said it's time for the people of God to push. Some of us are not pushing. We're just giving up hope. Whatever's being said, we take what's being said and we just let it go. But when you're in the word of God and you know what the word of God is saying, you say, no, I don't accept that. I hear what you're saying, but I don't accept that. Why? Because your body is hearing what's being said. But the spirit is what brings life. So you got to bring life out of your spirit to that soulless realm so to hit that body so that body can have that life that's already there. If that body never received that life, it's not because the life of God is not in you. It's because we rejecting him and we accepting whatever else people want to give us. 
We don't want to be rejects when it comes. I'm no reject, y'all. I've been accepted in the beloved. I've been adopted by him. I'm an heir of God. I'm a joint heir of Jesus Christ. Whatever Jesus have, it belongs to me. I don't know about you, but whatever belongs to me, I'm going to push my way. I'm going to get what belongs to me, and I don't have to beg for it either. Because when you know it belongs to you, it's already yours. You just want to get everything out the way that's stopping you from receiving what Jesus have already done. So he pushed his way, and this is what he did when he pushed his way, and he got to Jesus, he began to worship him. He began to fall down at his feet. See, this was like Mary. Martha was so troubled in Luke 10 by things that was going on with much serving. But soon as Mary saw Jesus, she just humbly submitted herself at his feet because she knew, I need that word. I need to hear what he's saying. See, sometimes y'all, we, no, I'm not going to say sometimes, all the time. He need to be first and foremost in our lives. He need to be above everyone and everything. God need to be first. That's how we have to push and say, no, 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 I'm not doing this today. I need to hear from you, God. We need to push our way through early in the morning before we start work. We need to push and say, God, I'm going to give you the first part of my day. I'm going to push through how my body feels. I'm going to push through what I have to do. I'm going to push through them dollar signs that I'm seeing that I could make if I get out a little early. I'm going to stop and hear what you have to say. I'm going to push. And it takes pushing, it takes a press when you're used to doing what you want to do. When you get your body doing what you want it to do, it automatically does it. Y'all don't believe that, do you? When you're used to getting your body to wake up at a certain time, you don't need no alarm clock. Your eyes pop wide open. When you're lazy, you're going to lay there and be lazy. I'm just being honest. When you lazy and ain't looking forward to getting up and that's what you do all day long, you ain't going to pop up until you get ready to pop up because that mind already got that body where it need to be. Y'all, this is true stuff. But when you used to getting up early, you pop up and it's no problem. That body is ready to go. But if you stay there when you're used to getting up, how many know that body starts showing off, acting up, hurting? Because it said, I want to get out this bed. And you try to turn this way, you try to turn that way, it ain't working. The body is saying, get up, right? So this is why when it comes to the word of God, when you love the word of God so much and you want to get into the word of God, guess what? It ain't really a push no more. Because you conquered that with how you feel. You conquered that with your mindset because you realize I have the mind of Christ. I want to seek him early while he can be found. Everything else don't matter because at the end of the day, he's my father. He's the one that supplies for me. He's the one that protects me. If I put him first and foremost, my whole day is going to work the way he wanted to work, not the way I want it to be. So this is the mindset that we have to have with pushing forward. And I'm going to give you a little hilarious story, which is true about pushing forward. When you make up your mind to do something, no matter how the weather is outside, you do it. Amen. I'm a living witness. I remember it was a storm that was coming. And my husband got this 
this truck, y'all, and he could tell you stories about his truck, and it's so funny, but he pushed his way through, and the truck is still running by the grace of God, and he do what he need to do to keep the truck like it need to be. So I had a taste for some Golden City, them chicken wings, and a storm was coming, and my husband said, we can go get them wings. I said, okay, let's get in this truck and go get us some wings. Now, the wind blowing, the rain coming down in his truck. He said, I'm going to tell you something right now, man. If it started raining hard, there was something wrong with his lights, right? The the lights was like, uh, you couldn't see far off with his lights. I said, we can make it. Let's go get us some chicken wings. Put area in the middle. We're going to get the chicken wings. Got the wing. Y'all, we were pushing. I had to taste for the wings. I wasn't pregnant, but we were pushing. So we got the wings. We come back. And my husband said, I can't see. I said, Jesus. So we told my son where we were. I said, don't call my daddy. Do not call my daddy. Because he's going to be fussing, going to get some wings. The reason why we made it home, y'all, with those wings, but they didn't taste as good after I got them. Because they were soggy. I learned from Sister Niece, when you get the wings, you got to leave them open. So they won't be soggy, right, Brother Willie? Don't bring no soggy wings to your house. So I was pushing. Listen what I'm saying. I was push. I'm, I'm going somewhere. I was pushing my way and using God to do it when God didn't tell me to go get it. There's a difference. I made it. But that ain't what God told me to do. I done this because it's what I wanted to do, but I pushed through it to get it done. Okay, where am I going? When it comes to what we want and when we want it, no matter what the circumstances is, no matter if you got a headache, tailache, whatever it, ache it may be, you push your way. When you ain't got no sick time, no vacation time, and you need a check, you push your way with the flu and just try to stay away from people. I'm going somewhere. But when it comes to fellowship with God, we lay down on God. We don't push our way through with flu, with COVID, with nothing. Because we put him on the back burner. Oh, nobody loud up in here today. We put him on the back burner. We don't push for him. But we push for man. And we do it every day. Because you got to get your money. You got to get your money. I don't care if you're dragging one leg. You're going to drag that leg to work and say, we're going to push. We're going to make it. But you can't come in the house of God. Nobody want to push for Jesus. And he's the one, the creator and maker of everything. He made you. You didn't make yourself. He created you. But yet we can't push for him for five minutes. We can't even come to a church meeting because we work too hard. Can't come to Bible study because we're too tired. But we push. We push if we want to go to the store to get some pig feet pork chop. Or if they got a sale, we push our way through the crowd. Y'all know when storms came. What did I 
do when a storm came way back when I took my son in his underwear to go get ice? And my little son said, Jeremy said, Mama, I'm out here in my underwear. Oh, boy, you'll be all right. I had to push my way to get some ice. My husband wasn't home, y'all. So I just took my baby like he was and pushed. And then somebody else had a nerve to tell me to bring me some ice laying in my house. A minister of the gospel. And I'm pushing. But I pushed. What is it, y'all? What is it when we can push for everything else, but we can't push when it comes to him? When something happened, we don't push our way where we need to be with him, but we just lay in our misery and want people to come to us. You got to push. We're in a time now, if you don't do some pushing and some moving forward with force, you're going to miss what God has already provided. God said, I have already given it to you, but you got to push. You got some things that's in your way that want to stop you from moving forward, but you got to push. Jairus had a situation here, a 12-year-old daughter. He knew she was at the point of death, but he made up his mind. I don't care how big the crowd is. He said, my daughter, I want her to live. And I believe if I can get to the word, she shall live. So I'm going to push my way. I'm not even going to think about the crowd. I'm just going to push through. When he got to Jesus, he began to worship him. How many of us, think about the first thing he did. The Bible says he threw himself down at his feet. That's worship. How many of us take the time to worship? How many take the time before you even come to him to ask him anything? You just worshiping him. See, you worshiping him because you know he's my father. He have everything. You thanking him in advance. Father, I thank you that I am healed. I thank you that I am whole. I thank you that I am victorious. I thank you that I already have the money in the bank. I thank you that I have favor surrounding me like a shield. I thank you, God, that I have favor with you and favor with man. I thank you that you haven't seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging bread. I thank you, Father, that my ground is blessed that my storehouses are blessed that I'm blessed in the city I'm blessed in the field I'm blessed in the fruit of my womb everything my hands touch is blessed so I thank you God that I have everything because you have blessed me with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus and the blessings of the Lord makes me rich And adds no sorrow to it. So I lift my hands in thanksgiving. I worship you for everything that you've done. For everything that you're doing in my life that I don't even know about. I'm just going to thank you God because it's already mine. He knew what belonged to him. That's why he threw himself at his feet. Then he began to tell him. He said over and over again, please come. My daughter's at the point of death. Can you imagine? Somebody's on their deathbed, but you know him as Lord. Isn't that a blessing? And then he said, come lay your hands on her and heal her. 
and she will live. He knew if you just touch her, she's going to live. How many of us really know? Let's just be real. Let's be real. When you go into the word of God and you know what the word of God is saying to you, do you take that in? Or are you hoping and wishing that it's going to happen? When the word of God say, by his stripes, you are already healed. His stripes mean it's not yours. You didn't take it. He already took it for you to be healed, not going to be healed. But guess what? I'm already the healed. I'm already the healed of the Lord. Before anything come to attach itself, I'm healed. So when it try to come and I know that I'm healed, I say, oh, no, you can't attach yourself here. You got to get up and go from here. Though your body is wrecked in pain, you're going to say, wait a minute, body. That's not who he created you to be. He didn't create you for pain. He created you to be whole. So you got to speak to your body. Come on, this is real stuff. You got to speak to your body. What are you waiting on God to come off his throne? He said, I'm in you. I'm already off my throne. I came to live on the inside of you. So whatever you need, you can call on me and I'll answer you and I'll show you great and mighty things. Just call on me. Stir me up. He said, just stir me up on the inside. How am I stirred up? Through my word. He said, just take my word for what it is. Now look, Jairus come this far. He's right at Jesus' feet. He already told Jesus what he wanted him to do. And guess what the Bible said? Immediately, Jesus went with him. Why? Jesus don't want us sick. Jesus don't want us at the point of death because he's a healer. So it said immediately Jesus went with him. And guess what happened? When Jesus went, the huge crowd went with him too. The crowd still was following Jesus. Why? Because they said, I'm going to hang tight. He got everything that I need. The word has what I need. They were following Jesus and it said, pressing in on him from every side. Come on, y'all. Jesus had him on every side, pressing in on him because they said, you know what? I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss nothing. So I'm going to stay close to him. God is saying we got to stay close to the word, pressing in on every side. We got to go in morning, noon, and night. Every time we get an opportunity, we need to go into the word of God instead of going into everything else. You know why we have so much confusion amongst us and no peace? Because you got people that's into the word and you got people that's out of the word. The ones that are into the word, they humble themselves like Abraham and say, if you go left, I'll go right. If you go right, I'll go left. They don't need to be no strife. In between us. Why? Because Abraham knew God as his father and said, no matter where you take me, I'm going to be blessed because you already told me I'm going to be blessed. And Joshua learned that everywhere the soles of his feet shall tread. He shall possess that land. It don't matter where they put you. That place going to be blessed because of you. Their prophets are going to increase because of you. Everywhere you go, your hands are blessed. So every time you come in contact with something, you boast on, I'm blessed. And because I'm here, you're going to be blessed through me. And you're not trying to walk in pride. you just doing what the word of God tells you to do. So look, y'all, can you imagine? 
The word is coming with him. Where he's going to his daughter. So his daughter can be healed. He said, lay hands on her and she will be healed. He said, that's all I'm asking you. So Jesus was on the way. But guess what, y'all? How many know that when these things are happening, something or someone get in the way of what you believe in God for? You believe in God for healing, and all of a sudden it may be a family member, it may be a husband, a wife, or children, no matter who it is, they're trying to push you out the way of believing what God just said. Now look at this. It said in verse 25, now in the crowd. That day was a woman who suffered horribly for continual bleeding for 12 years. Can you imagine? For 12 years, she was in the crowd. She had endured a great deal under the care of various doctors. Yet in spite of spending all that she had on their treatments, she was getting worse instead of better. Come on, can we relate? This woman for 12 years had an issue. She went to various doctors spending the money that she had. She didn't get better. She got worse. Come on, let's talk about it. This is why I say when we put our trust in man, man is not God. Man is going to try various ways to keep you where they think you need to be. And when they keep trying these various ways and ain't nothing else they can try, they just tell you to prepare for your death. Nobody don't want to talk to me. They tell you, prepare for your death. It's nothing else that we can do. She went through for 12 years. But then the Bible goes on to say, uh, let me tell y'all something. Against hope, there is hope. Against God never gives up on you. God don't do you like man and give up on you. I don't care how old you are. God will never give up on you because of age. They give up on people because of age. When you get a certain age, you know it's going to be time for you to die. So you might as well just lay down and die. But when you know it's not yet your time, you can be like Hezekiah. You can turn your face towards the wall and you can begin to talk to God about his goodness, about his mercy, about his loving kindness and all that he has done and you have done in him and through him. So this is what? This woman believed. The Bible says when she heard, it goes back to say she was getting worse instead of better. When she heard about Jesus healing power. Y'all look at this. When she heard about Jesus healing power. Oh my goodness. She had to hear. Faith comes by. And hearing comes by. Faith comes by. Faith comes by, faith comes by, and hearing what? You got to keep hearing and hearing and hearing the word for faith to come. And when you keep hearing the word, your faith gets stirred up and you can push. You can push forward with force because you heard the word of God. She was in the crowd, so guess what she had to do? In spite of what her body was going through, she had to push through the crowd and she pushed through that crowd and it says she pushed through the crowd and came up from behind him and touched his pressure for she kept saying to herself if I could touch even his clothes I know I will be healed and as soon as her hand touched him her bleeding immediately stopped she knew it for she could feel her body instantly being healed of her disease 
You know why this happened? Because she had faith. She believed that if I can touch him, if I can just get to the word, that I'm going to be healed. She kept saying within herself, see, this is like meditating. When you get into the word of God and you begin to ponder that word over and over and over again, you telling your body, you are the healed of the Lord. You're not going to be healed, but you are the healed of the Lord. So I command you to be healed in Jesus name. I command pain to leave my body right now in Jesus name. Pain, you don't belong here. I command every toma, every growth to go right now in Jesus name. You don't belong in my body. Now, the thing is you don't wait for it to leave you know that it's already left even though they can see it with the physical eye you know that you're healed and they're wondering no 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 you shouldn't be here that's your diagnosis but the medicine that I've been taking every day it tells me that I am healed outside of what you see I don't go on what I see I go on what the word says Y'all, God is stirring up the miraculous. I'm telling you right now. God is stirring up the miraculous because let me tell you something. Man get tired. Man get weary. They're mere men. That's why God give us what we need to encourage those that are weary. We encourage them with truth, with the word of God, and they begin to see the miraculous, and they know that there is a God. They have a change of heart, and they begin to depend on God. They begin to pray before the surgery, not just praying to let the family know they prayed some kind of prayer, but they're going to a God who can. And then when they get ready to go in, they say, "Uh uh-uh, what I saw, I see no more. God has done what God needs to do. Y'all, we got to rely on him. And him alone, he created the body. He know how our body's supposed to function. So when we spend time with him, he's going to let us know what's going on. And he's going to tell us what to do and how to do it and when to do it. Because every antibiotic or every medicine you take affect another medicine. They fight against one another. Like the flesh fight against the spirit. Did y'all not know antibiotics fight against antibiotics? They give you something that they say is going to work. That don't work. They give you something else so it leave you in kind of a state that you shouldn't be in. Have you hallucinating? Have you seeing into the spiritual, not the spiritual, the demon realm? Have you seen stuff you never saw before? And people said, oh, that was a visitation from God. No, that's the medications. That's witchcraft. See, this is why you got to know, you got to look at God and say, God, this is what I have in my hand. This is what they're telling me to take. But you know all about this, God. So I need your guidance on this. Do I or do I not? God, help me. You don't just pop something because they tell you it's going to work. Somebody need to hear this. You don't pop it because man tell you it's going to work. What you need to say, you take it. Have you taken this? Have you tried this? No, but they say it's guaranteed. Things affect other things. That's why you need to know before you put it in you. That's why, and some people say, I bless, yeah, we do bless everything, but we want to hear the spirit on the Lord's day. So we see what was happening to this woman. This woman heard, she grabbed hold to Jesus. She pushed her way. God is still talking about us pushing because I feel like some people have given up. Some people are saying that God ain't God. Let me tell you what you're waiting on. You're waiting on God to do something before you believe him. God's already done it, and he wants you to believe it. That's what faith does. 
Abraham was a hundred years old when a man could not have a child or a woman could not have a child. But he believed God. He was fully persuaded at what God said God can do. He said, I'm fully persuaded that the word that God has spoken to me, that it shall come to pass. And it did. So God said, we got to be fully persuaded. We can't wait on them to tell us. We have to say, this is what God is saying. So I'm going to do what God is saying outside of what you are telling me to do. Then look what happened. I'm going back to Jairus. We see this lady blocked him, right? She came in. She got her healing immediately. He was still waiting on Jesus to come to his house. Two different instances here. He was waiting on the word to get there. She came to the word just like him and got what she needed while she was there. But Jesus told him when he got the report, when they said, your daughter is dead, don't bother the master any longer. Jesus said, fear not, only believe. See, when fear come in, it stops us from believing what God said. Because when our bodies are doing jumping jack show, when our bodies are doing things they shouldn't do, everybody know their body. Everybody know how their body is supposed to be. Because you've been in that body, what, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 40 years, 60 years, 70 years. 80 years, you spent time with that body that long, so you know the ups and downs with your body. You know when something is just not right in your body because you cutting up, you cutting flips, something ain't right with you. So when you know something ain't right, you're going to look to your father and say, Father, I'm not a doctor, but you are the great physician. And you know what's going on with me before it even starts going on with me. So here I am before you because I trust you, God, because you're not man that you should lie. Neither son of man that you shall repent. Have you not said it? Shall you not do it? Have you not spoken it, God? Shall you not make it good? Speak to me, God. And God, while I'm yet before you, God, you already heard me. God, you already answered me. So, God, I need to know what would you have for me to do? Because you said those who wait on the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as an eagle. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk and not faint. So, Lord, I'm going to wait on you. Even in the midst of what I'm going through, God, I'm going to wait on you because you told me to wait. Be of a good courage. Again, I say, wait on the Lord. So in my waiting, I'm trusting him. Through what I'm going through, God, I'm trusting you because you are God. God, you promised me. You got a plan and purpose for me. So God, it ain't my time to die yet because I know what you told me. I just need to know what you want me to do. God, you're not a God to be made ashamed of. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are a healer, God. So I'm receiving my, I'm thanking you for my healing. I'm glorifying you because I am healed. I'm not waiting on the legs to straighten up. I know that I'm healed, so I'm going on about my business knowing that you are the healer our problem is we want to see something before we believe it that's called a doubting thomas thomas said unless i see the nail print how he was pierced in his side i'm not going to believe but jesus came in on the scene he said see thomas he showed him what he went through on the cross he said but bless are those who have not seen, but yet still believe. 
Can you believe me if you don't see it naturally? Can you believe that I'm still God even though you're going through financially? Can you believe that I'm still your provider? I'm your shepherd and your shell. Can you still believe me? He said, I don't want you to stop believing me. You got to push through all the doubt, the unbelief, the fear. What could or would have? He said, you got to take my word for what it is. You got to take my word as your medicine. So when this woman got healed, in verse 33, when the woman who experienced this miracle realized what had happened, she came before him trembling with fear and threw herself down at his feet saying, I was the one who touched you. Now before I go there, I want to go here. Verse 30 said, Jesus knew at once, look at this, that someone touched him. For he felt the power that always surged around him had passed through him for someone to be healed. Now look at this. We got that power. Let me tell you what happens. When you grab hold to what God said, when you keep saying within yourself, I am the heal. Not going to be, but I am the heal. I am who God says that I am. I am the heal. All of a sudden, what you're saying on the inside begin to be decreed and declared on the outside. You begin to raise your hands and say, I am the healed of the Lord. And all of a sudden, you feel the power of God surging through you. You feel the warmth of God and you know his healing presence is right there. Why? Because you done grabbed hold. So Jesus knew. He said, who touched me? Now, he had a crowd around him, but he felt a touch of faith outside the crowd. Are we going to be the ones today that say, Lord, outside of me, outside of what people say, I am healed. Because your word says, I am the healed. So the disciples thought Jesus was crazy. They say all these people around you, pressing up against you, and you're going to ask who touched you. They probably say, uh-uh, you one bubble. But he wasn't. Jesus already knew, y'all. He knew somebody touched me. You're going to know when the word really touched you. Because you're not going to be bothered no more about what you heard, about what somebody want to tell you. You just say, God, I trust you. So then the Lord began to show me this. This is Paul. In Philippians 3.13 and 14. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. But this one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth into those things which are before. I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What was he doing? Paul wasn't looking at what was behind him. Paul was focusing on Jesus. He was focusing on what Jesus had done. He was waiting on the second coming of Jesus. So he put his mind more on Jesus than on the things that were going on around him. When we focus on Jesus instead of what's going on around us, we will begin to see the miraculous. Y'all, we have so many people that want what he has. But they don't want to push. They don't want to press. They don't want to push with force. 
Or when something go down in your life, now you're ready to push. Have y'all noticed? When something is really happening to you or a family member, now you want to push towards Jesus. The push should have already been there. See, we don't have to spend five and three and four and five hours in prayer to get nothing from God. The only thing we got to do is speak it. I don't have to sit here and pray, oh, Lord, come on down here, Lord. Come near me, Lord. I hear you, Lord. Come by here, Lord. Please, Lord. We're waiting on you. Hush. Just speak his word. It don't have to be a long, drawn-out prayer. Sometimes prayers are long and drawn out for you. God said, I already know what you need. Just come before me. And the only thing you have to say, Jennifer, stand up. Simpson, I felt Jennifer behind me. Hold your hands up. Be healed in Jesus' name. That's it. Only thing, see, that was the breath of God. See, he was knowing that she was already saturated. She was already ready for what Jesus had. And the only thing she had to do was take it. You just take it. It's already yours. Anxiety, go in the name of Jesus. In the name of heart property. See, the enemy tried to bring that. Tiredness, weariness, go in the name of Jesus. Healing is already yours. Not going to be, but it's yours in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Those today, come on. Just stand up right where you are. If you need healing, stand up right where you are. Stand up and receive it. Be healed. Be made whole in Jesus' name. I speak to hearts. I speak to kidneys. I speak to pancreas. I speak to every organ in your body, lungs. Be healed. Be made whole in Jesus' name. I speak right now the tendons to joints, to marrows, to vital signs. Be whole right now in Jesus' name. See, your body have to take the word. Why? Because he created you. Your body, he's upholding all things by the word of his power. By Jesus Christ, you were already healed. He's blowing the breath of life in you. Just receive it. Receive his healing. It's already here. Press through how you feel. Press through. Push your way through. He's already done what needs to be done. He is Lord. Hallelujah. God, we thank you. Thank you, God, for your healing power. Thank you for your resurrection power, God. Thank you, God, for showing yourself mighty, for showing yourself strong. Swelling in joints, go right now in the name of Jesus. Pain, leave right now in the name of Jesus. And don't return in Jesus' name. Back problems being healed in Jesus' name. Sinuses being healed in Jesus' name. Cancers being healed in Jesus' name. Healing belongs to you today. In the name of Jesus, asthma being healed in Jesus' name. Arthritis healed in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. name. Thank you, God. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. God, we give you glory. And I'm going to say to some today. God said, do you believe that I can do this? And if you believe you can, it's yours. It's already yours. It's done. Not going to be, but it is so. It is done. God, we thank you. God has already handed it to you. He's all, and the only thing you have to do now is thank him for what he's already done. Thank you for your healing, God. We thank you that you are the God that healeth us. We thank you and we praise you, God. Hallelujah. We're not trying to make anything happen. We're just commanding what already belonged to us. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God, we press our way through. Athea press. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory. Y'all, it is time for the church to wake up and rise up. People are dying. It's time for us to rise up with what God has given us and move forward with force and let them know you don't have to die like this. Because he is a healer. He has sent his word to heal you and deliver you from your destruction. Rise up off of your bed of affliction in Jesus' name. Come on, the man with the withered arm. Jesus just said, scratch your arm forward. And the man was healed. The man with leprosy, he said, can you heal me? Jesus told him to be healed. He was healed of leprosy. Two blind men were healed in Jesus' name. And the blind was seeing, the lame was walking, the deaf was hearing. Why? Because somebody had to rise up. Jesus rose up in what he had. So God, I thank you for stirring up the gifts. Within us, God, those with the gift of healing, with the working of miracle, I speak that the power gifts are being stirred up, God, in the name of Jesus, God. I thank you, God, that people are going to begin to see and know that you're God. Hallelujah. God, we give you glory. Hallelujah.